Hello and welcome to Shrink, the podcast for the mind. I'm Philippe Taron and I talk to the people who want to have a better understanding of their issues with weight and body image. I've seen through my practice over the years that many of the weight issues we develop as adults are rooted in our childhood. Not all of them, of course. Sometimes it will be because of a trauma that will happen to us. So as parents, how should we deal with that? How can we prevent our children from having to cope with that later on in their life? So I will give you a few examples of things to do and things not to do. And if you've got any other idea or any other suggestion, I'm really interested in hearing from you as always. If as a parent you are really into cooking, and it's a big part of who you are, it could really be that your child somehow feels like by eating, he's giving you the recognition you're expecting. Tell your child that he can appreciate what you've prepared without having to overeat. He shouldn't eat more to please you. He shouldn't finish his plate just because you have put a lot of effort into preparing it. If, as a parent, you are an overeater, don't try and hide it or cover it, you know, by saying things like, I really like what I'm eating, I can't stop. Because you can like what you're eating and still not overeat. Don't create a competition between siblings by saying things like, look at your sister, she has finished her plate already. Well, good for her if she has finished her plate, but we don't all eat at the same pace. So avoid these competitions between children, between siblings more specifically. Avoid telling them that they should eat so that they will be strong. I know this is something parents used to say mainly to boys, but I think some people still say it because they've heard it themselves from their parents. Um, eating doesn't make you strong. What eventually makes you strong is your character, is your um, the, the way you exercise or not, or is your mental, but it's not the quantity of food you're having, that's for sure. I mean, we all know that, but... It's still there somehow. I've heard it a few times. Try and create an atmosphere so that meals are an enjoyable moment. Don't rush them to finish their meal by saying, you'll watch television when you'll be done with your food, for example. Or you can start playing again once you finish your, uh, your pudding. Don't rush them. Let them take time to eat. Don't use food as a reward. Food should be enjoyable, but it shouldn't be something special you're getting if you've achieved something. By doing this, your child will be tempted to reach out for food when he will be done with a hard day at work, or when he will have passed a test, for example. Find other ways to congratulate them, so that later on in their life, they will do the same with themselves and with their kids or friends. Don't force them to eat things that they don't like. It's a good thing, of course, to encourage them to discover new food and, uh, you know, new tastes, new cuisine from different countries, maybe. But it shouldn't be forced. By doing that, somehow we're denying their own taste and we're not encouraging them to eat intuitively. And, uh, and it's a shame because really that's something we should encourage a lot, eating intuitively and mindfully. As parents, we are examples for them. So if your child has eating habits that are not ideal, make sure you look into yours. Are you eating too quickly? Are you always finishing your plate? Are you snacking throughout the day? 
I'm saying this, I don't want you to feel guilty if that's what you're doing. But then it's difficult to educate your children or to help them eating properly if you are yourself dealing with these issues. So if you are, don't hide it from them. Just tell them, uh, this is something I tend to do and this is why I think I do it or this is why I know I do, I'm doing it. But it shouldn't be like that. It doesn't have to be like that. So you don't have to copy me in the way I eat. As adults, we are the ones buying the food that they will find in the cupboards or in the kitchen. Is there enough variety? I mean, is there more chocolate and sweets than there are fruits, for example, in your kitchen? If the only healthy snack they can find is an apple and they don't like apples, well, they will be tempted to go for the chocolate that maybe you've even tried to hide, but they will always find it anyway. So make sure there are things that they're happy to have as a snack and that they have some kind of variety. We shouldn't insist too much on having to eat healthily. This could create either an obsession about it, which can lead to orthorexia, which is a really uh, difficult uh, eating disorder to live with, or to the contrary, you know, there will be some kind of rebellious attitude against it. We can educate our kids about nutrition to a certain degree, but it shouldn't become obsessive. It shouldn't become too much of a big thing. I would recommend you to be creative in your cooking. You don't need to be a great cook for that. Ask them how they feel about it, if they liked what you've tried. They should feel free to tell the truth, though. So if they, you know, you've tried something new and they don't like it, it's okay. If they say, well, you know, no, it wasn't really good. I didn't really like that. And how about encouraging them to cook with you in a playful way? It's an experience they will carry with them all their life. They will get familiarized with the ingredients and more prone to enjoy cooking later on in their life. Again, especially if it has been done in a playful and a fun way. And of course, sometimes you won't feel like it at all because you'll come back from work, you will be exhausted and the only thing you want to do is quickly prepare something by yourself and you don't want anybody to mess around in your kitchen. And I get that. So it's not about doing it at every meal, but sometimes, you know, maybe in the weekend when you've got more time and say, okay, let's take a, a bit of time together and let's prepare something. Maybe you can even ask them what they'd like to prepare if they have any uh, suggestion. And then there is something I feel very strongly about is that we should never put a child on a diet. Except, of course, if there has been a medical advice in that sense. But otherwise, don't you ever put a child on a diet. As parents, we are the ones feeding them most of the time, except for the school meals or when they're staying with friends. So try and get a sense of what's going wrong. Don't make a big thing out of it. Do it in a gentle and empathetic way. I know it's not easy to create that kind of dialogue. It can take some time. But once you've done it, it's something they will be able to do with themselves later on, with themselves and also with their kids. And not only about food, about many other things. Don't compare your child with some of their friends. That's another good advice, I think. Um, because somehow they will feel like they're not doing as well as uh, their friends are. Or you may think that you're not doing as well as uh, other parents are doing. And it's really useless. Um, we are all different. All families' uh, dynamics are different. And comparing them doesn't make any sense. It doesn't help in any way. 
it just develops even more guilt, I would say. Is your child doing enough exercise? I mean, we all know that exercise is a good thing because, you know, it just takes off some of your stress and then your body needs to move and you need to exercise. Does your child do enough exercise? Does he like what he does? Is there any discipline that he might be tempted to try? Your son doesn't have to love football, for example, because you do. Or your daughter doesn't have to do classical dancing because you did. I mean, let them try different sports, different physical activities, and see what they like. It's important. It's something they may, maybe they will carry on doing for the rest of their life, or maybe they will change at some point. But they won't have an, uh, an adverse attitude to exercise. They won't feel like, oh shit, I've got to do that. Like meals, exercise should be something fun. It should be something agreeable. Do you say that in English? Well, anyway, I will say it agreeable. We should keep in mind that there are usually more deeply rooted reasons for a child to overeat. He might be having some anxiety. He may feel insecure. Or there may be so many different psychological issues, but you can't fix them. You're not a therapist. So what you can do as a parent is making sure that they get proper guidance, if that's the case. There is no perfect parent. There is no perfect mother, no perfect father. I didn't have any of these, anyway. And um, No, but seriously, so forget about that idea. We all make mistakes, and it's okay. It's part of uh, our life experience. But then at some point, maybe it's worth you know, looking back and thinking, okay, what You know, how can I do things in a better way? How can I help? And um, if I can help, who can help me with that? Most of the advice I've been giving you in this episode are about children. I will do another podcast in the future about teenagers because uh, it's somehow quite another story and uh, not an easier one, but an interesting one as well. Mm -hmm. 